I don't have any tricks for how to say that one. That <laughs> doesn't sound like anything. This, you guys, is Jordan McKittrick teaching me how to pronounce his last name, and I think that I did it right. It was perfect. Yay! Thank you, Jordan. Everybody, this is Anna Gold with The Golden Hour. We're here on Catalina Island, and we're grateful to you for listening. It's the weekend of the Catalina Film Festival! Yeah! Uh, Jordan is my guest because Jordan's film, Carl, The Exorcist, is premiering at the Catalina Film Festival. Um, well, is it premiering or has it shown elsewhere? It has shown elsewhere, but this is only the second time I've shown it in person with an audience. Oh, that's awesome. That must feel great. It was awesome. It was in this beautiful theater here. And, you know, you make a comedy and you want it to be funny, but you don't really get much feedback from people when you're just sending them a link. Oh, no, you really don't. And um, people might say it's funny, but laughter of the audience is real. And you can really understand like, oh, they liked that moment. Oh, that landed well. Or maybe that, that that didn't land well. I don't know. Totally. But what did you get from the audience? Like when you listened to them and you spoke to them? I don't know. Did you Were you surprised at some things they found funny? Yeah. Um, well, honestly, everyone's been just really nice and really generous with their like compliments of it and even you having me on the show and oh, taking an interest you. in it it's just been a really overwhelmingly positive experience it's meant a lot oh that's awesome um what was the first film festival that you had it in well the first one that it showed in person in was dances with films oh. which is a festival here in la mm -hmm. um i guess over in la on the mainland and um yeah that was only a couple weeks ago oh that's awesome um and are, are you from L.A. originally? Did you grow up there? No, I grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh. And nice. I've lived in L.A. since 2009. Oh, nice. What made you move to L.A.? Was it acting? Was it directing? It was uh, going to film school. Oh, nice. And I think I didn't have an emphasis in film school. <laughs> and where did you go to film school? I went to film school at USC, ah. which is a big private school with a big film program in, uh, in the middle of L.A. The Trojans? The Trojans. Oh, right on. Um, and uh, did you feel like you got a good education from that? Or have you gotten a better education from your actual life in movies? Oh, yeah. I mean, I learned everything after film school. Mm -hmm. um, however, they do, do a good job, in my opinion, of uh, teaching you how to have high standards oh. and how to just, like, take a step back from your work and, and self-evaluate. Oh, that's awesome. So and how I feel like they don't get a lot of credit for that because, you know... But they're not going to show you how to make a film, but they might teach you how to evaluate your own work. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, how do you evaluate your own work? Because, you know, you might be biased and you might really like a scene, but then again, it might not be that good. So how do you take a step back as a filmmaker and know what works and what doesn't work? I mean, one of the best ways to do it is to watch it with other people. I hear all, filmmakers all the time like even Quentin Tarantino, I heard him say like, oh, uh, you know, I can't cut anything. This, uh, there's not a single thing I can cut. And then he watches it with an audience. He's like, okay, I need to take an hour and a half out of the film. Oh, and here's exactly, I know exactly where to do it. That's funny. Yeah, the audience gives it away. It's always like, oh, that part. Okay. Ah, oh, yes. And I really liked, if I may say, in Carl the Exorcist, I liked the stillness of the film. So there were these moments when you guys watch it, when it's out of the festival circuit, um, you're gonna notice that the actors are really good at being still, and it's the moment between moments that I really liked in that movie. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I love that kind of, I know exactly what you're talking about, that kind of spaciousness. And also, yeah, the camera only moves one time in the whole film. 
Oh. Um, and that has to do partly with I didn't have a production designer. Mm -hmm. So if the camera looks left or right, you'll see right off the end of the universe of the film. So like you pack all of the good production value you can into the shot uh -huh. and then you can't move the camera. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes sense because you have everything lit in this spot and you mm -hmm. have, and by the way, your lighting was really, really good. You're, I was so impressed at how certain objects were lit, like um, that's lit with red and that's lit with green. And I could see just, I was like, wow, how'd they get it to look so luminous? And I, just like the way that you had it lit behind the parents in the, mm -hmm. I think it was the mantle, right? Were they standing in front of a fireplace? Yep, they were. Yeah, that was a really good, I was like, wow, whoever figured that design out was spectacular. Was yeah, it? that's all Craig, the DP, he almost single-handedly did the lighting and the camera. Oh. Um, yeah, he's a really experienced DP, and the film wouldn't have happened without him. It was with his encouragement that I even started making short films. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So what were you doing before short films? Web videos, oh. funny web videos that I would post online. And Craig was like, look, man, you really need to be doing some narrative stuff. That's awesome. And he really encouraged me to do it. And then he was like, single-handedly did something really visually remarkable like people really respond to the way it looks and that's all craig that's that's so cool thanks craig yeah craig barker <laughs> thank you craig barker the director of photography on carl the exorcist jordan mckittrick's movie or should i say may i say your middle name jordan sure <laughs> jordan's middle name is o'connor so we want the audience to vote please Call the radio station <laughs> or email me at Anna at KISLAvalon.com. Email me at Anna at KISLAvalon.com and let me know if you think that Jordan McKittrick <laughs> should change his name to Jordan O'Connor as a director and a writer. Because, you know, it, Jordan had the idea earlier that it's catchy and it is catchy. So audience, please vote, <laughs> send send in your tally and I will let Jordan know. Thank yeah, it's a little much. easier to say too. Yes, it is. Although McKittrick's a very Irish name, it's you know something you, you should be proud of, but I changed my name, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I think that some of you who are listening to this might know that my full, full name is Rhiannon, like the Fleetwood Mac song, but I would go into casting offices with Rhiannon, spelled R-H-I-A-N-N-O-N, -N -N, written on my headshot, and I would get some really, really weird pronunciations like Rahani, Renono, Renini, and one time a lady said something that sounded like rhinoceros, and I was like, no, I'm not a rhinoceros, I'm changing my name. <laughs> and God gave me a vision, and the vision was Anna Gold, and here I am. <laughs> So there you go, Jordan McKittrick. Well, I think you made the right choice, too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no shade on Rhiannon. Thanks. No, I love my name, and I'm proud to be called it by those who want to call it to me and pronounce it correctly. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Jordan is here because the film is screening at the Catalina Film Festival. And what did you think of the audience there and the theater um, the casino theater that is in Avalon. Tell, tell me about your experience at the screening. Oh, it was spectacular. I mean, it's this huge theater. Um, it's like out on this kind of rocky point, mm -hmm. like a little bit adjacent to this like small town. It's very idyllic. It was cool. It was rad. Oh, thanks, Jordan. I live here, so I'm proud of that. Like, I'm proud of you to say that. Like, oh, that's this is my town. And 
I'm originally from Illinois, but I really like it out here and and just and Jordan's from across the way now. He lives in LA, but originally he's from New Mexico. What's that like? Like what was your transition like moving from New Mexico to Los Angeles? Um well, I originally came to go to college mm-hmm. and it was a rough transition. I didn't have any friends and oh. I was lonely for two years. And then I made friends once I started in the film program. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I still have all those friends. Oh, And they still great. constitute a lot of my friends. Oh, that's rad to have something in common with those that you're friends with. Like to have that real true artistry. Even if you get into a fight about something else, you can agree on art, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, so now... What do you want to do with Carl the Exorcist? Do you want to um, take it and make it into a feature? Do you have any thoughts on where it's going next? Well, um, I do have a feature based on these characters that I really like. Um, But to be honest, my next project is just going to be another short film about the film industry. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's about the struggles of a cast and crew as they film this one scene over and over and over again because they keep getting studio notes to change the scene. <laughs> that's hilarious. And so that's, yeah, just another another short that I that I really am excited about. Oh yeah, that's that's actually funny. Um, have you ever seen that play or read the play called Noises Off? No. Oh, speaking of which, so it takes place in a theater where they're staging a play. So it's like a double set. So half of the set is what the audience sees. <laughs> And then the other half is everything, all the chaos going on backstage. I mean, there's real insanity that's happening. And so no one in the audience knows what's happening. But then you get the second half of the stage where you see what's going on in their backstage. Like, oh, my gosh, he just like tied that guy's shoelaces and he tripped or he just punched that guy. And then the guy had to go right back on stage. And so there's like this huge duality. And I thought, oh, it's kind of like. Uh, your idea and it's kind of like the industry itself because nobody really knows unless you make a movie a tv show or or whatever you don't know what goes on behind the scenes sometimes one scene could take days to shoot if things go wrong like if the lighting's bad if something breaks um if an actress has a tantrum not saying that we do (laughs) but (laughs) um just you know there can be so many different elements and then things can go really right and you can really get along and have a wonderful shoot and want to work with those people for the rest of your life and hopefully you can but anyway i all of that to say jordan that your idea for your next film is great like it's fantastic i i think people could really learn a lot from that yeah i love that after this interview i'm writing down that play oh thanks oh yeah take note it's funny it's just like the duality of everything going on it'll just blows my mind. (laughs) So you're working on a short film next. What does it take to film a short film like from beginning to end like you did with this one? Uh, A lot of stick-to-itiveness. A friend of mine put it really well and that's like my only piece of advice for anyone is your career is made up of only of projects that you finish. Oh, that's true. So you have to finish it. Yes. That's, That's the only rule. You do have to finish it. And what do you do when you get the doubts, like your doubts or other people's doubts? How do you push them aside, like cast them aside and say, hey, wait, no, this is my project. This is my idea. This is going to go through. Like, how do you push past doubt? (laughs) It's a good question. Thank you. Um, I mean, obviously some days 
are better than other days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess the, the the answer is like you have to do this project and then you have to do the next project. Oh. And if you're going to make a career out of it, you're going to have to do more than that. So, you know, there's something about it takes the pressure off any given next project a little bit. It's like, I oh. want it to be perfect. I want it to be a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to this interview with Ira Glass once and he oh. uh, he was on stage and uh, he put it, he had a really, you know, um, illuminating way of putting it where he said like, look, you know, you might have taste right now, but not skill. Oh. So you just gotta like keep working and you're aware that your skill is not meeting up to your taste mm-hmm. and your sensibilities, but you just have to keep working and working and working. And over the course of years, you will build skills and you'll start to be able to achieve things that are closer to your to your own tastes. Oh, that's a good point. So like, don't put too much pressure on the next project, I guess. That's how know, I would deal with doubt. That's really smart. That's. That's great. I mean, I put too much pressure on myself to be perfect in most things. And that means for me that I haven't gotten a lot of things done. Like in the industry, I did write a sitcom and uh, I did copyright it with the Writers Guild, but I was like, oh, you know, I'll never get this produced. And oh, oh, the doubt overtook my mind, you know? And really my friends who have read it have told me it's good and I just think like you're inspiring me because you got past your doubt and you you just did it and so it takes stick-to-itiveness to make a short film and then what else does it take how does one come up with the money you know and get the cast and crew together what's that look like well um, the cast of this one was made up of people that I already knew oh nice um, including the lead who I knew from the gym Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. that the Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, cool. Zach and I um, used to work out at the same gym. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, that's a good way to like just meet someone. Like he's your buddy, and it's probably more natural that way than hiring an actor. Well, it's just what's available to me because mm-hmm. I didn't have the money to really draw in a lot of other actors' attention. Um, but it's a really good film. Like it's really nicely made, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. The audience, Carl, the Exorcist keep stay tuned (laughs) well so that's the thing is like i didn't have much money i just paid for it myself oh with extra money i made working oh that's awesome um but every decision i can put a ton of effort into every department i can put a a lot of time into because there's no one else's money is being spent oh what i do have is time oh so like there's that i don't know if you're familiar or your listeners are familiar with that idea that you can do something there's like a triangle and on each point of the triangle, you have fast, cheap, and good. Uh-huh. And you can have, your film can be two of those things, but not all three. So oh. it can be fast and it can be good, but it's not going to be cheap. Do you mean fast, be, like uh, the production time? Yeah, production time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, or, or it can be cheap and it can be good, but it's not going to be fast. Oh. So I, I found that really bears true. So like this one was cheap and good but it was not fast. It took me a long time in post. It took me a lot of Uh pre-production. I bought a lot of the props on and the lamps that you're seeing in the torch airs and stuff on Craigslist, on OfferUp, at Goodwill. And that requires you driving to the valley for one lamp and paying $10 (laughs) for it and putting it in my Prius. And then I drive to Burbank and get another, you know, um, I can picture this. I can actually picture this in the valley. And like, you're just like, going there with hope in your heart and like hoping the lamp's there and and you're gonna find it. I don't know, I couldn't actually picture the process of doing this. Yep. I I definitely feel like I've done that too, but 
mostly for finding headshot clothes at the last minute at the, at the thrift store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Ellie, the the little girl who was the possessed girl in the film, mm-hmm. her mom was going out to thrift stores, you know, for me and texting me oh. pictures of like, you know, um, baptismal dresses and stuff that just get donated to the thrift store because the kids get too big. Oh, you know? oh is that what the that's what she's wearing? wearing? Yeah. Oh, I wondered. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. So the actress's mother found her wardrobe, essentially. She definitely helped, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then there was a wardrobe uh, designer, too, for the project. She came on, like, kind of last minute, and uh, she really added a lot, too. Oh, that's awesome. Her name's Jen Martin. Hey, Jen Martin, thanks. The film looks great. <laughs> it's really cool. It, it has a whole, like, outside-of-time look to it, where it's like, are these hipsters? Yes. Is this the 70s? It, it does because of the set, the way... You're right, uh, the... The actor, the main actor, his glasses, I was like, well, I don't really know <laughs> when he's from. It could be the 1950s. And then I think the lady, the, his wife had a dress, or it looked like a very complicated pattern. So it does have sort of an out-of-time look. Like, you don't know when they exist, but you know that they're having this problem and they need an exorcist. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. And that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be just uh, no particular year or even decade. Oh, because it's timeless. What we're dealing with, the themes in the film are timeless. It's people who don't know what they're doing. Normal people in a very stressful situation. Oh, yes. And they were pretending like they knew what they were doing, but they did not know what they yeah, were doing. Yeah, exactly. I love the end. I won't spoil it or give it away. I was just surprised. I was just like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that just happened. And I won't give this away to the audience. It's worth seeing. But you'll just be like, oh, okay, surprise. (laughs) Um, So, yes, so Jordan's been here on Catalina Island for two days. Well, I got here yesterday morning. Oh, yes. So a day and a half, I'd Mm -hmm. say, uh, to come here to promote Carl the Exorcist in the Catalina Film Festival. And so, Jordan, what have you done so far on Catalina Island? Oh, good question. I set up tent, uh, set up camp and set up a tent at uh at the campsite oh nice and i have i had a, i had a very fun mixed drink called buffalo milk oh what did you think of that i loved it oh. i ordered a second one awesome it was yeah. really fun that's our island drink that's the main like Catalina drink it is we're known for it i don't even <laughs> know what was in it but i really liked it well oh i'm glad you liked it i don't know folks should i tell jordan who's not an islander What's in a buffalo milk? Yes, yes, you think I should? Okay, I will. <laughs> um, well, usually it depends on who makes it, but it's a creme de cacao, creme de banana, uh, vodka, generally speaking, milk or some form of milk, like half and half, and then mm-hmm. they blend it in a blender. So it's usually a bunch of like liqueurs with chocolate or banana flavors, and then vodka or some other like hard liquor and some kind of milk product. And nutmeg. I think it tastes the best with nutmeg on top. I think I had nutmeg on mine. Yes. So awesome. I'm glad you like buffalo milk. Those are really good. And they taste, for some reason, a little bit different everywhere you go. Like if you get one at Luau Larry's, it tastes different than the Blue Water Grill. And then Two Harbors claims that they make the best buffalo milk, that theirs is the original. But I don't think so. I think it's best at 
the blue water. Honestly, sorry, don't hate me, but it's true. <laughs> anyway, you'll have to, Jordan, like go around to all the restaurants and try all the buffalo milk. I know, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Yes, let's do it. Let's get drunk and go on the red carpet and just have like this look in our eyes. And if anyone asks us like who we are or where we're from, we'll just be like, buffalo milk. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so Jordan is a fan of Will Ferrell, and we are going to play next. Oh no. Will Ferrell trivia. Nobody hate me if I don't know any of the answers at all. Nobody hates you, you're too cool. I think though that Jordan's gonna get a prize or two, depending on how many he gets right. I brought some select prizes and I'll let him choose out of the bag. But regardless, this is gonna be fun because I don't even know these answers. Oh no. <laughs> okay. So these are multiple choice Will Ferrell questions okay. and you can't see the computer. Can I you? cannot. No, oh, good. No. Okay. All I see is the outside playground outside of oh. outside the window. Oh, awesome. Okay. So these are multiple choice Will Ferrell questions. And I think at the very end, you find out how many you got right. Oh, no. I should have had another Red Bull or some more coffee. Oh, let's see what I have a Dr. Pepper. Did you drink that Dr. Pepper? I did not. But oh. but it's good. It's good. I, Okay. I'm, I'm, we're not, it's not gonna kick in fast enough. You're right, unless you chug <laughs> it. <laughs> chug it and wait like 30 seconds. Um, okay, the first question is, in Step Brothers, Will Ferrell's character sleepwalks. What does he do while he's sleepwalking? Does he drink at the Catalina wine mixer? Very appropriate. Uh, does he play Dale's drums? <laughs> does he punch Dale square in the face? Or does he put his mother's purse in the refrigerator. I think he plays Dale's drums. Okay, let's select it and see. All right, and the next question is. I'm sorry, any Step Brothers fans, if I got that wrong. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll, we're all here to see the answers because I don't <laughs> think everybody knows. I think it'd be hard to get all these right because these questions are about every Will Ferrell movie or most Will Ferrell movies. I'm imagining if Dale were really territorial about his drums, mm -hmm. that that could be a funny comedic set piece that he know he can tell that somebody touched his drums. Oh yeah, he'd be like, hey, wait a minute. Something's out of place. Did you touch my drums, man? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that would be funny to play drums and sleepwalk. Like I, I learned how to play the drums, but I never did it sleepwalking, thankfully. <laughs> and anyway, the next question in the Will Ferrell trivia with Jordan McKittrick is, in the movie Zoolander, Will Ferrell plays the antagonist Mugatu the evil Mugatu, who uses a song to hypnotize our hero. Which song did he use? All right, thank goodness, I know this one. I think you do. Uh, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Play That Funky Music by Wild Cherry, Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas, or Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. It's A, it's Relax. Ah, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, okay. Yep. All right, and the next question is, what is the name of the character that Will Ferrell plays in Stranger Than Fiction? Is it Harold Franklin, Harold Crick, Harold Watson, or Harold Francis? Harold Crick. Okay, let's go for it. And... That one was just a straight guess, I have no idea. <laughs> yes, we'll find the last answers here, hold on. Uh, one of Will Ferrell's most iconic roles was based on Mort Krim, a Detroit and Philadelphia news anchor. What was his name? Um, oh, oh, so it was based on a real guy, I guess. This that's, one I know too, know thank was, goodness. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I never knew that movie was based on like a real person. Did you? 
I mean, I know a little bit about how that story got developed. Uh-huh. And I don't really even know what based on a real person means. It must be <laughs> that he thinks that that guy had a funny sounding voice or something. Oh. It must be, there must be like some kernel of a way that it was based on that mm -hmm. individual. But uh, yeah. I doubt anything in the plot has to do with reality <laughs> or real life at all. That was a pretty insane movie. It's yeah. pretty funny though. All right, so one of Farrell's most iconic roles was based on Mort Krim, a Detroit and Philadelphia news anchor. What was the character's name in the movie? Was it Chaz Michael Michaels? Was it Jacobim Mugatu? Was it Ron Burgundy? Or was it Lord Business? Ron Burgundy. Okay, let's go with that. And in a surprise, this is the next question. We're interviewing, by the way, the listeners who are just tuning in. This is Jordan McKittrick, Jordan O'Connor McKittrick. And uh, we're interviewing him and doing a trivia with prizes. It's a Will Ferrell trivia, guys. And the next question is, in a surprising turn of events, Nicole Kidman starred opposite Will Ferrell in this remake of a 1960s sitcom. Was it The Brady Bunch? Was it Bewitched? Was it I Dream of Jeannie? Or was it Hogan's Heroes? Pass, I don't know this one. Hmm. Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell mm -hmm. in a remake of a 1960s sitcom. Mm -hmm. Well, I, do you know the answer? I'm gonna guess Bewitched. Okay. See about that. Okay, let's see at the end what it gives us. All right, you may not have known that Will Ferrell was in the children's movie Curious George. I didn't know that actually. I don't remember there being a live action Curious George. I don't either. Um, Sorry to the whole cast and crew of the live action Curious George. <laughs> we are sorry. We know that you worked very hard and we hope that your day is going great. Um, <laughs> so Will Ferrell was in a children's movie called Curious George. Which part did he play? Dun, da, da, da. Was it George? Was it the man in the yellow hat? Was it Mr. Bloomsbury or was it Clovis? I think it was the man in the yellow hat. That sounds like a role that he would play. Yeah, just the... I think George is the monkey. Oh, yeah. He couldn't play a monkey. Or he could because he's Will Ferrell and he can do anything. But... Um, all right, Jordan. The next question is, according to Ferrell's movie Elf, what are the four main food groups for an elf? <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Choc okay, the first choice is candy, chocolate, candy canes, and eggnog. <laughs> the second choice is candy, candy canes, fudge, and peppermint. The third choice is candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. And the third, uh, the fourth choice is candy, sugar, candy canes, and joy. I think it's number three. Okay, so that's candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. Yeah, that one sounds <laughs> the funniest to me. It does to me too. Oh, I was gonna choose that actually, so good job you. <laughs> um, so number eight is Will Ferrell learned how to ice skate for one of his movies. Which movie was it? Let's see the choices. Elf, Winter Passing, Talladega Nights, or Blades of Glory. I'm gonna guess Blades of Glory, right. but I don't remember if, I know Elf came earlier. It did. So, and I don't recall if there's ice skating in that. I think there is, but. I, you know what? Sorry, it's too late. I already selected Blades of Glory good, for you. Good, good. No, go that back. was gonna be my answer, <laughs> so we'll go with that. In the movie Semi-Pro, Farrell's character, Will Farrell's character, Jackie Moon, sings a song that we find out he stole from his mother. What is the song that Will Ferrell's character, Jackie Moon, sings in Semi-Pro? Is it Love Me Sexy, You're the One, Afternoon Delight, 
or Golden Loving. I have no idea. I don't even know this movie. I know. I think. And I, I like Will Ferrell, but I don't know the movie Semi Pro. I like him too. And I wonder if was that the movie where he punched a bear? Was it? I think I somehow have. Are you this, telling me it's the movie where he punched the bear? I think it was. <laughs> I think it was. I have this memory of him playing basketball, somehow getting into a cage with a bear and punching the bear, or like trying to fight it, and because he's like got a huge ego and yes, thinks he can do anything, pretty much. Because yeah, that's he, funny. He's a giant uh, turd in in the character. Um, so okay, I'm gonna guess. Let's see. In semi pro, he sings a song that he stole from his mother. Is it all right if I guess? Yes, please guess on my behalf. I delegate the guessing to you for this question. Okay, thank you. I think I'm going to eliminate Golden Loving. So it's either Love Me Sexy, You're the One, or Afternoon Delight. Mm. Afternoon Delight was a joke in Anchorman 1. Oh. So maybe not for this question, unless I don't think they would reuse the same song and same joke. They probably wouldn't. I'll, let's just go with Love Me Sexy. That'd be a funny song to steal from your mother, right? Like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Now, this is a question that involves Amy Fuller. By the way, I'm interviewing Jordan O'Connor McKittrick or Jordan McKittrick on IMDb, who is the filmmaker behind Carl the Exorcist. Jordan's also made a lot of um, web shorts, right? Yep. Um, and you can find his Carl the Exorcist on Instagram. And there are many other ways to find out his movie and what it's about. We're doing a Will Ferrell trivia quiz. This is question number 10. And here you go, Carl, um, Jordan. There are two movies in which Will Ferrell has worked with Amy Fowler. Which two movies did he work with Amy Fowler on? Was it The Ladies' Man and Drowning Mona? Was it Blades of Blades of Glory and The Ladies' Man? Was it Drowning Mona and Blades of Glory? Or was it, whoa, there are five choices on this multiple choice one. Holy, holy cow. I've never had a multiple choice with five choices. Well, I think she was in Blades of Glory and she was in House house something oh okay house rules or yes that's right so that's one of the choices is so, it uh-huh blades of glory and what's the house it's called the house the yeah. house so I, blades of glory and the house i think it was those two i'll select i hope one. i got it right oh my gosh there are so many trivia questions this is number 11 <laughs> um well we're learning a lot about will ferrell right i am i am well I'm, i don't know if we're, I don't know if I'm guessing right though. <laughs> well, we'll know in the end which ones we got right and then the audience will too. I'll be like, yeah, Jordan gets a prize. Um, so for which movie did Will Ferrell drop true and go full nude in a streaking scene? <laughs> oh, um, you can, old school. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't even need to hear the answers yes, to this one. That was a good film. Yeah, the we're going streaking, <laughs> we're iconic. Going, yes, iconic. Really, it's really iconic. Yeah. We're going streaking. That was I promised my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I also remember that one. Oh, that was funny. That was really good. Um, I don't remember what his wife did to him after she saw him streaking, though. Do you? Re what? What was the next part in that movie? Um, I don't remember. Didn't she give him a ride home yeah, and he did. was naked in the passenger yes, seat yes, or something? Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know if she remembered him. I don't know if she forced him. To quit the fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might have been part of it too, where she was like, okay, get in. Um, so the next Will Ferrell question is, this is exciting, by the way, guys, I'm learning so much about Will Ferrell and also Jordan McKittrick, our guest. And 
This movie was based on a skit that Will Ferrell created while still at the Groundlings. Was it Step Brothers, Melinda and Melinda, Night at the Roxbury, or Anchorman? Uh, it was Night at the Roxbury. Oh, okay. Wait, at the Groundlings, you said? Uh-huh, at the Groundlings. Oh, that was an SNL sketch. Oh, maybe I answered too quickly. Oh. Well, whatever. Night at the Roxbury was one of those SNL movies, so we'll go with that. Okay, Night maybe at the maybe that was one of his him and Chris Kattan's Groundlings. I, I could see things. him coming up with that as a skit. I could that would too. Be a good skit. It'd play on state on and in front of an audience. It's short. It's like it could be short, and it's funny regardless of how long it is. All right. Okay. So the last question. This is really funny. I've never seen this before. The last question is: How would you rate this quiz? <laughs> I mean, this multiple choice. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Yep. So the choices are between these three. I guess it'd probably be the middle one because the choices are: I loved it, it was pretty okay, or not great. I loved it. Oh right, <laughs> I loved it too. It was pretty fun. Oh, um, working on our magic. Hold tight. Uh -oh. um, How many questions were there? Thirteen, including the last. My one. guess is we got eight right, oh. or I got eight right. Okay. Yeah, well, we, I guess, right? Um, <laughs> oh, it says the reward's gonna take 15 seconds because they wanna give us an ad first, so. Da, da, Fantastic, da. we're gonna learn about something new. Yeah, um, we're getting an ad for Lazy Days RV, the RV Authority. Stay home or go anywhere, you guys. And um, they're not sponsoring our radio station, but they could be if you wanna call. <laughs> Good luck getting your RV to yes, Catalina Island. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Godspeed with that one. And there was the ad. And let's go back to the quiz. How do I get back to the quiz? I hope I can figure it out. Um, let's see. There. Oh, oh my gosh. You got 11 out of 12 correct answers. Wow. You're at a peak for knowing Will Ferrell trivia, it says. Which, so which one did we get wrong? Oh. Does it say? Okay. Um, I'll be able to sleep tonight not knowing which one we got wrong, but I'm curious. <laughs> okay, you'll sleep either way. But still, I'm curious too, because you did pretty well, honestly. Uh, it says, you're at a peak. Share and see which one of your friends really knows Will Ferrell. Oh my gosh, but where's our results? No, you we'll mean- We'll never know. You mean Unless somebody quiz? listens to this and phones in. Oh, that's right. They and tells us what we got wrong. They could phone in. All right. So do we have to share our result on Facebook to know our answer? Um, no maybe. way. Is that how that works? I'm pretty sure it just like tricked us like that. Um, I don't remember my Facebook password. Don't ask me. I'm the worst at login credentials. Oh, create a new account. I have to create a new password every time I log into anything. Oh, I, I know. Yeah, it's really hard for me too. I used to carry around like total nerd that I was, I had this miniature notebook full of passwords, like all the passwords I ever created yeah. for any kind of account ever. And then I like realized one day that it's probably a bad idea to carry around like every internet password on your person in an unlocked notebook. So I put it away somewhere. Then I forgot all my passwords and now I'm like you and I have to create them as I go. Yeah, and they get more and more <laughs> esoteric because they're like, well, you've used that. You can't use any of your last six passwords. Yes. So I start making up new ones. And they mean nothing to you yeah. because you're like, oh, right, it has to have a letter, a number, a pound sign, a comma, a slash, a dash, a punch, a kiss, uh, like yeah. <laughs> just make something up. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so bad if we have to log into Facebook to get the results of the quiz. Um, okay, um, 
what do you think we should do, Jordan? Should we? I think we should not know. Okay. I yeah. think I think you have a pretty good knowledge of Will I, Ferrell. I think I have an adequate knowledge mm-hmm. of Will Ferrell. And, I, and maybe it's not 100%, but I don't hold myself out as an expert in these matters. Oh, no. It's been really fun either way. And if I were you and I were your teacher, I'd give you like a B plus, probably like an 89%. And that's good, I think right? that's fair. I think if you took that report card home to mom, she'd be glad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On your Will Ferrell quiz. Um, all right, so I have some prizes for you, and you get two prizes because you got 11 questions right out of 12. Good job, you. Okay. And I'm gonna give you a grab bag. Do These... I have to close my eyes? Yes, please right, do. They're closed. <laughs> no, I'll close them when I see the bag. Okay. okay. So uh, Jordan is grabbing two prizes out of a right, bag. Eyes and are closed. Catalina-based. They're Avalon-based prizes. Okay. Am I close? Jordan. First, I have to find the bag with my eyes closed. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I feel something. Yes. What is this? Oh, yes. Bring it out. Bring it out. Okay. Can I open my eyes? Yes. Open your eyes. Microphone's right in my face. Oh. (laughs) I was drifting toward the microphone. I've got a Catalina Island nail clippers (laughs) bottle opener. I love it. I love how it's nail clippers. Yeah. (laughs) I've never seen a Catalina Island nail clipper before. This is perfect because I haven't gotten any souvenirs or anything from the festival or or from any gift shops. So it's perfect. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you for appreciating it. I I went, I was like, what would Jordan like? And I just bought a few things. (laughs) (laughs) And now the second prize is after the nail clippers will be. Okay. I'm going to mix everything around in the bag. All right. Okay. Am I close? You're oh, close. there it is. Right? Um, yes. Oh my gosh, you got, got a good one. Do, it, do okay, I? He, yes, Jordan got a good prize. Oh, I've got a golf cart. Yay! <laughs> it's a miniature live action version of a golf cart, which are really popular here on Catalina, in case you don't know. We don't have a lot of cars, and well, when we do, there's like a waiting list of 50 years to get a car, unless, unless you're rich and you pay to get to the top of the list. I don't know, I don't really think that happens, but. Um, I mean, that probably happens. It might happen. (laughs) We never know. (laughs) But anyway, thank you guys for listening to my show. This is The Golden Hour with Anna Gold. And this is my guest, Jordan McKittrick, who you can find on IMDb. Ooh, let me see what Jordan's done. Ooh, he's got a really nice picture. Do I? Yeah, that's your picture. That's a self-portrait. Oh, that's really good. How did you take that with a timer? I put put, uh, my phone, my phone. I put uh, a DSLR on a tripod and oh. I stood in front of it and I connected it to my phone so oh. I could see the see what it was doing and, and set, set off the shutter with my finger. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Good job. And so you it list your accomplishments, Carl the Exorcist, of course, what we were talking about today, Grandmother's Gold, that's cool. Well, yeah, so I was a DP for seven years oh. until 2019. So a lot of those projects uh, are projects that I was the director of photography on. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, that looks good. The name itself is like catchy. I love the poster. I, I want to see these. Miss Arizona. That was pretty popular. And that played. Uh, yeah, I think it played. Did it play at uh, Catalina? Mm. I'm not sure. It would have been about 2017, 2018. Oh. Anyways, why it's on my mind is because I've run into some people who were. Uh, 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 I ran into an actress who was in Miss Arizona yesterday. Oh. Oh, that, yeah, Erica. That's awesome. Yeah, How here she- in Catalina. Oh, she was here? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Did you tell her why you were here? I did. Oh, nice. Yeah. How's she doing? She's doing great. Awesome. Yeah. And um, so, yes, Jordan McKittrick, everybody, on IMDb, look him up. And the best thing that you can do right now is to support his current project, which is 
Carl the Exorcist. And Carl the Exorcist can be found on Instagram. And when are you going to be showing it to the public? Like when will anybody be able to rent it or to... Like in a month or two, I think oh. it should just go live on the internet somewhere where people can access it. I think that'll serve me best and the actors best, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and the crew. So I don't know. Um, I don't know where to host it. Whether mm-hmm. I should start a new YouTube channel or oh. or what. But uh, yeah, I think it should just be freely available to people. It's a short film. You know, I don't want to pay to see somebody else's short film. Yeah, you want to know who they are and what movies they make, but like paying for it is yeah, it's short. It's a short film. I mean, you know, people don't even want to pay for like big studio movies <laughs> i know stop pirating stop pirating um <laughs> but jordan's page for the movie that he made that was in the catalina film festival is on instagram carl the exorcist on facebook it is also carl the exorcist and then of course you can always see jordan mckittrick's page on imdb it's been so nice having you jordan thank you for coming into the studio with me this was awesome Thanks yeah, a lot. highlight of my whole weekend here oh, at Catalina. That's super awesome. Thanks, Jordan. Well, I hope you have a nice day and let's go get a buffalo milk. Sounds good. Yay. Goodbye, everybody.